and welcome to Built on Air, a podcast and video series about all things Airtable. Built on Air is sponsored by OpenSide. Visit OpenSide.com for products and services that will take your Airtable to the next level. Use promo code BUILTONAIR, all caps, one word, for a one-time $20 credit off of any purchase. I'm your host, Zoe Vanderplue, and on the show today, we have Chinara James, a web developer and WordPress specialist from Trinidad and Tobago. She's also our first international guest, and we talk about what it's like to teach yourself how to code when you're on a tiny island in the Caribbean, where the developer community is definitely not as vast as it is here in the United States. Upon discovering Airtable, Chinara began using it at her advertising agency job to manage their talent database. But fairly soon, she realized that she also wanted to create some kind of web portal where actors and singers could easily view and update their information that's on file. So this app has sort of turned into her half work, half play side project that she's using as motivation to better learn Node.js and delve into Airtable's API docs. As she demos this work in progress with us, she gets into the nitty gritty of her adventures in learning the Airtable API. Check out builtonair.com to sign up for our mailing list, where you can get weekly updates on new Built on Air episodes and other fun Airtable things. Well, Chanara, thank you so much for being with us here today on Built on Air. Tell us a little bit about your business and yourself. Well, I am primarily, I would, I would describe myself as a web developer, but right now in my career, I'm focusing on WordPress plugins and themes. And I specialize in making custom WordPress plugins and themes. And I currently work for an advertising agency in Trinidad and Tobago. Awesome. Um, and then how did you kind of get into this whole like web developer WordPress niche? Well, I always wanted, I was always interested in um, doing programming ever since I was a little child, maybe 10, 11. I remember asking my father for a, a computer back in the day. I can't remember when my island first got internet, which was dial-up. It got an <laughs> Acer 286, you know, and um, we just started to get internet in um, Trinidad and Tobago. And I went online and had basic web pages and I thought, oh, this is so cool. And it had little sites that would show you how to do pages. So you change little colors and things like that because it was mostly just text and some basic colors. So that's how I started getting into that. And I always told my parents, oh, I want to move to Japan because I thought Japan was where all the technology and robotics were at the time because they made all the robots and stuff. So I was like, I want to be a programmer and move to Japan. So it just all started from there. And then I started to, they didn't have much subjects in high school and primary school in my country about programming. Nobody was teaching that. So I sort of had to teach myself it using resources on the internet and it just, I just, wherever I went to school, I tried to see if they had any courses in it. Even my, my degree and my background is actually in, in um, like accounting, business and management. I have a management degree. I have an MBA. 
<laughs> and it has nothing to do with uh, programming, but I ended up being a web developer as my career because that's, that's, I, I always wanted to do that. Right. Yeah. That's so cool. It's like, you're like, this is my passion. I will figure out how to do it. Even if there's no one around to teach me. Yeah. Even in my management degree, they, they were teaching um, management information systems. I signed up for all, all my electives were in um, information systems, technology courses, everything, everything except with the exception of taxation. Right. Everybody needs to know to do the taxes. Like, let me so get I think I have a good mix of business and technology, which actually helps me to communicate to clients because you can't speak technical jargon to clients. You have to tell them, well, this is going to affect your bottom line because X, Y, and Z, or this is the benefit, which I see a lot of gurus teaching now. Don't, don't speak in features, speaking solutions. And I was doing that without even realizing all the time before. Yeah, that's, you kind of have like developed your, your own like language, right? To translate what you do into like, you know, client speak. Um, I even noticed like on your website, right, when, when you have people fill out a form, like to maybe do a new WordPress job, it is very like, what results do you want from this website? Not like, oh, a cool pop-up where people can sign up for my email list, but like, oh, I need to increase sales by X amount. Um, yeah. I thought that was really cool because normally like those, those questions, uh, you know, it takes kind of a special person to a be able to ask those right to make sure you're aligning with the client's goals, but, but also like to be able to deliver on those goals, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So because clients, clients, sometimes they look at competitor websites and they see fancy features. Like I get requests, like I want parallax and I want a slideshow. And I, I try to explain to them, well, you, you don't want to do what your competitors do. Give me your content. Let's discuss what your goals are, what you're trying to solve. And then I will determine what the solution is. You know, don't come to me with solutions. That's what you're hiring me for. Yes. So when you re- try to get to re- let them rephrase that in their problems, what they're trying to solve, it, then the conversation is easy and they could do what they do best, which is know their business. And then I could do what I do best, which is cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how do you like, like, let's say I were a client, you know, and I have some kind of like online store, right. And I come to you and I say, Hey, I want to increase sales by X amount. Like what are your, what's sort of your process to go through to um, translate that goal into like a proposed solution for your client? Well, I would like have a why conversation with you as in what you're currently doing now to increase sales. Why do you think that your sales are not increasing? Because it doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, you need an e-commerce solution. It could be a marketing solution. It could be an advertising solution. Maybe you need to do social, more social media. So I wouldn't just jump in and say, oh, you need an online store because people are shopping online. And then it depends on the market, what country you're living in. For instance, in my country, e-commerce is not as mainstream as America. People don't trust to put their credit cards online. I mean, it's slowly starting to change. I mean, we are now starting to get Caribbean-focused payment gateways before we had to depend on American payment gateways and they don't support our banks. So we have to open American bank accounts, which is a whole legal 
situation. Yeah. So it's still sl- slow to begin with. We still doing like catalog sites and things like that, but more and more people getting into e-commerce. So I wouldn't just jump immediately to, oh, e-commerce is the best way for you to increase sales. We'll have to, you would have to discover, well, why am I not getting customers? Is it that my copy isn't appealing to my target market? Am I even targeting the right customers? Maybe you have the wrong market. Maybe you should refocus. So maybe you need to do um, surveys to to your customers to get feedback. And then when we have all of that, we can then develop a solution which will then trickle down into tactics and that will decide whether we do e-commerce or social media or you need to rewrite your copy or things like that. Awesome. Yeah, def- I can definitely see the, the MBA at work. In- <laughs> in there. It do does come in handy. <laughs> do you work mainly with clients in Trinidad and Tobago or the U.S. or are you like international? Mainly in Trinidad and Tobago. I want to expand to um, a global market because, um, as I said before, our market is pretty young in terms of technology, e-commerce and things like that. So if I want to work on truly exciting projects, I might have to look outside mm-hmm. of my country. So right. that the plan is to, and that's actually why I, I'm trying to get into this air table because I've, I have recommended it to several people here and they just, they don't get it. <laughs> they don't see how awesome air table is and how easy it is. So it's like, I'm going to have to prove to them that this thing is amazing. Right, yeah. You're like, look at my shiny new toy. Appreciate it, please. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, tell us about, you know, how did you discover Airtable? Obviously, you're really savvy with, like, you know, looking online and finding your solutions to things. Did you just, you know, stumble upon it, or did it did it solve, like, a particular problem? I think I found it because, because I'm the sole developer at my agency, I have to manage a lot of things because I have to write the code plus I have to manage the clients and I have to have the meetings and the calls. So I was looking for a free project management tool because I didn't get the budget to buy an expensive software package like Asana or something like that. So I tried every, I I subscribed to um, Product Hunt and every time they would feature a project management tool, I would sign up for it, try to put all my data in it to see, okay, is this going to make me more productive? Is this going to not make me miss client calls and things like that? Mm-hmm. And nothing would. <laughs> and then um, Airtable was featured on Product Hunt, and I was like, oh, this is an interesting concept. And I went to the website, I saw the... Um, the, the, the marketing videos with the little children. And I thought, oh, it's so cute. That's such a fun marketing thing. And I signed up and I was like, okay. I looked at and I was like, well, this does, just looks like a spreadsheet. So then what I really liked about Airtable is the onboarding. The onboarding from the onboarding, I just got hooked because I went through each of the onboarding stages. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, well, I want to make a, a project tracker. So I just went through each and I was like, oh, this is, this is so cool. It's like a spreadsheet, but no, I didn't even think it was like a spreadsheet because I hate spreadsheets. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, this is like a database without me having to delve into my SQL and write SQL queries. I could just name my um, fields one time, set the type, and I'm good to go. And that's how I started using it, really. Just 
trying to make my own little project trackers. Um, I did a, I wanted to track how much money I was spending per month. Uh, so I did an expense table. And then I wanted to track um, when clients' domains were expiring because they kept forgetting to build clients when their domains and their hosting was expired. So I did a base to, to, to track the customers, if we were hosting the website, where we're hosting the website, things like that. And then I never even thought to, to, to even see if they had an API. I was just making, I would make a base to track information whenever the need ar- arose. And, yeah. I, and I kept recommending it to everybody in the office and they just weren't getting it. And then someone in production needed to, we had a form on this website where if you were a model or a voice talent or an actor, you could fill out the form and that would go to somewhere and whenever we needed talent, somebody would go to wherever that was saved. But that, that, that's not how it worked. The person ended up, every time somebody called, she would have Excel sheets upon Excel sheets upon Excel sheets. So then she came to me and she said, Tanara, the form not working on the website. And I was like, hold up, the form is working, but what exactly is your, is your problem? Well, I don't know where the, the information is, is stored. I was like, well, it's stored. In the back end of WordPress, you'd have to log into WordPress. It's like, well, nobody gave me the login to WordPress. So then that's how the conversation started about, okay, what is it that you're trying to solve? What are your problems? And I said, well, I've been using this application called Airtable. It has a free plan. I could import your Excel sheets. I can tidy up the data and you can manage it in there. And best of all, um, any of your interns or production assistants could log in and edit the data. So that's how, well, she started using that. And she loved it, especially because I made a, a, a gallery view. Oh, I find yeah. that view is so, so good because it was, it was perfect for what she wanted mm-hmm. because you had to have the model's picture. And instead of searching through a grid, and not knowing what the person looked like, you could just go back gallery view and be like, oh, that person is the person that we want for this mm-hmm. uh, TV ad, right? Without having to really search. And then I showed her all the search capabilities that she couldn't, because she's not an Excel user either. Right. So the sorting and the grouping and the filtering is mm-hmm. just the next level. It's like, well, she's like, I want to find um, a male between the ages of 25 and 30, um, of this uh, ethnic background. And I was like, well, all you have to do is just flip it. Bam, bam, bam. And she was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. A revelation. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so, I think like it, it's really easy to kind of forget how amazing those features are because even if you were using like, a, if she were using a spreadsheet like Excel, it's like setting up all of those filters is still like kind of a pain. And like, you know, it just like, it makes you feel uneasy, like you're like missing something or I don't know. But it's like, yeah, with Airtable, you're like, all I do is just add something. And then if I don't want it, like I exit just out. Just undo it. Everything. It's just I've so- been trying to learn Excel from since I was a teenager. <laughs> because that's what, that's what companies will use it. And I was like, I, I've never had the motivation to become an expert in Excel. I was like, this program sucks. It's like, if it, I'm a kind of person that, if something is too hard to learn, I'm not going to learn it. 
Right. And yeah. The thing about Airtable was I learned it in five minutes in their onboarding. And I, yeah, it's so and you could just increase your level through, um, okay, I want to do this new thing. Oh, they have formulas. I can make a formula. I mean, just, it's just easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like everything is sort of a little bit more, uh, or most things, I guess, to a certain level are like a little bit more obvious in Airtable than Excel, right? You're like, I want a formula. Oh, I'm going to make a formula field. You know, yeah. instead of, yeah, I think it's like Excel. It's like just this like, uh, you know, like bottomless rabbit hole sort of too, or like the more. Well, you don't even, you don't even know on the yeah. menu bar where and, to and, start. Yeah. And the more you learn, the more you realize like it can do so many things that like, you're also like, I'm not sure. Like the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. Um, whereas I think with Airtable, it, it, it is an app that gives you like sort of that comfy medium where you're like, there is a lot more I can do with this, but also I feel confident that I know most of the tools that I offer. That you need to do um, what you need to do. So Excel is a powerful app that could do powerful things, but for you to be able to, to even be, first of all, yeah, to, to, to discover what the power it has is hidden. You don't even know. And then to do anything, you have to either Google endlessly or YouTube because you don't even know what to search for. Yeah. Because the, the Microsoft's documentation, I mean, I love Microsoft, but it sucks. <laughs> Their documentation sucks. Whereas Airtable, after the onboarding, you know the basics. That's the building blocks right there. You're never going to really need to learn more. You just need to learn how to be more creative with those building blocks to do the powerful things. And then everything is just one click away underneath that little arrow that shows it. everything is a field. Everything is either a base or a field. And on top of that, the documentation is spot on. So It's great. And there's such sort of like an active community surrounding it. And, and I think, yeah, it's like you, you kind of, um, you know, there's that saying where it's like constraint breeds creativity. You're like, well, I know I have these things to work with right? I can identify them. There's some documentation about them. Now, how can I use them creatively to, to get what I want? You know? Yeah. Um, whereas instead of being like, oh, maybe I'm missing an easy way to do this. I'm not sure. Let me Google for an hour and then still kind of like, yeah, fumble your way through. <laughs> so yeah. the accessibility, the accessibility of Airtable, I mean, Microsoft should really be ashamed because I just think this idea is just mind blowing. Like, oh, I I was so surprised. Like, wait, why didn't we think about this? Why? <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. it's such a simple concept, and they executed it so well. It's like really nobody thought about this I for know. decades. It's crazy. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's really just like it's something where you use it and you just feel good. Um. Which is, yeah, I will say that's not, like, the feeling I get from, like, It's uh, one of the few apps I would say that it delivered on its promise of mm-hmm. what it was going to do and then so much more. Yeah. Because just the basic thing of, oh, I can do this and filter data and so-and-so, I was happy with. And then I discovered much more and then they keep improving it. And then with the API, it's like, oh, I could do other creative things now that I had, I could pull this in from my code. So it's, it's just an amazing product. For sure. And, and so tell us, you, you said, you know, when you started using it, um, you didn't know it had an API. And then how did you kind of like start to discover that portion and start to, to mess with it? 
well, it, it came back to the same production um, person. They they wanted to be able for people to update their information because some of the information that she was going through and making calls were outdated. Mm. And I said, well, oh, you might have to go on a paid plan. But then I was like, no, because then you have 250 people, which we can't um. We can't have 250 people as collaborators on our base. That would be insane. So then I was like, oh, maybe maybe they have an API where I could kind of pull it in, make a form, let give people a, a, a URL or something, and then they could update it and save it, and then it goes back. So then I just I just searched for Airtable API. Uh, it came up, and I was like, and at the same time, I happened to be doing a, a Node.js course. Mm-hmm. and they had a Node.js client. I was like, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> I thought it was going to be in something like Ruby. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know Ruby. I class on Ruby, yeah, and I started using their Ruby client. Um, but no, that's so funny because then I was like, oh, well, I hope they have something in Ruby, and then I was like, oh, I should really start. So I, like, think they, I think they do have a Ruby client, they though. They have a Ruby yeah. client. And, and I was, like, excited about that um, because I know, like, JavaScript is sort of, like, the thing right now. So that's, like, my next, like, um, you know, like... JavaScript is the, the new hotness on the block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I, um, yeah, so is this your... Was this, like, your first programming course that you took? Um, uh, no, I take... Yeah, as a developer, you have to constantly, constantly level up. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, my interest, I always knew that I had to learn JavaScript at some point, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it's an easy language to pick up, but very difficult to master. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I could make little widgets, I could use jQuery, things like that. Just the things that I needed to do my job in, in WordPress um, theme and plugin development. Mm-hmm. But then when WordPress announced, I think it was four point, it was four point or something like that when when the WordPress REST API when they were going to make an API for WordPress and then they did over WordPress.com using React mm-hmm. I was like oh I'm going to need to <laughs> JavaScript because now WordPress is going the way of JavaScript frameworks mm-hmm. so then I started to pay more attention it's like okay time to start doing some JavaScript courses right. but I can't learn by doing the fundamentals that is never going to stick for me mm-hmm. it has to be it has to have some sort of context so when I was looking for courses um well I did a lot of courses that were teaching the fundamentals and doing little foo and ban silly little things that have no practical application right. but then I finally found West Boss I don't know if you know him, but he's big in the JavaScript community. Mm-hmm. And he put out his courses and I was like, oh, we're actually building an app, a real app that a possible client may have asked for. And I could and he goes through from beginning to end until and you actually have a finished product that you could dig up in, maybe use to build something else similar. So that's how I got into it. Nice. And then when she asked, I was doing that course actually, his Node.js course. And then when she asked, oh, how can we get them to update their own information? I thought, hmm, if they have an API, because at first I was like, oh, we might have to take the data out of Airtable and I have to make some kind of PHP-based thing. And I was like, no, what if, 
what if they have an API? I mean, I'm not super great at Node yet, but I'm pretty sure after this course, I'll be able to figure it out as I go along. Mm-hmm. So I told her, you know what, I'm going to investigate. Like, I didn't even tell her I investigate. I think I answered very confidently <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, yeah, they have an API. It's a JavaScript. I can build you an interface. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go back and start like googling like frantically um, yeah <laughs> I think that was more how it went so I was like okay I, I have real world data I have a real world client okay this this is going to force me to learn this thing faster mm-hmm. and well my experience with other API documentation is that it's horrible because even though I'm a developer and I read documentation you don't understand what are they talking about. Right. After the time, it's like, you know you're speaking to human beings, right? Just because we're developers, you have different skill levels. Maybe some people are more front-end. Maybe some people are more back-end. And they talk as if they're talking to a machine or they're talking. I don't know who writes this documentation, but it's painful. So I was kind of dreading. I was like, oh, man, I hope um, Airtable's documentation is idiot-proof. Because I just <laughs> promised, I just promised that I would deliver this thing. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, Airtable, again, amazing, best documentation I've ever seen. Yeah. Yes. Produce it too for each individual base. You don't, yeah. even like you don't even have to do anything. It's like, oh, just click, click help API and it puts the base data right there, show API key, and they have Node.js examples that I could just copy paste. Uh, <laughs> amazing amazing I was so happy so 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 happy so then this base that you're going to show us is that sort of like uh, an iteration of this specific like use case yeah it's well I duplicated the base so I could um, play around with it and not interrupt her data so it's sort of like a, a kind of dirty version to, to her database <laughs> But what I did was just use the complete data. So using air table filters, I just, whatever data was missing from records, I say, okay, only show me the records that have complete information right across. Mm-hmm. And that boiled down to maybe 46 records or something. And then I just used that to build out the prototype for the. Awesome. Well, do you want to um, share your screen and kind of walk us yeah. through how the rest of your experiment went? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I can see your screen. So you can see it? Yeah. So maybe okay. kind of give us like a quick recap of, yeah, I guess like what the, if this example is kind of differing, you know, or, you know, basically just give us like a couple sentence summary to orient ourselves and then we'll dive in. Okay. What I would do is that I will first start with showing you the, the base. Cool. So... This is the base of data. It's basically going to keep track of the person's name, their photographs, their and their contact information, and things like their, their gender, and the skills that they have, and their birth date, right? Cool. And there's a calculation field for their age. So it's, it's, a, it's pretty simple in that respect. So the app, what the app does is that you can come and one, you can create your profile. So before I was using an Airtable form that was on the website, but I thought, oh, I'll just, I'll just make the form on, on this interface one time. Mm-hmm. 
So this is where you would create a profile and then be added to the table. And then you can also, well, this feature isn't finished yet, but after you've created your profile, if you need to change it, you can click login, put in your email address that you signed up with and get a login link. So that URL, once I validate you, would then send you back to your profile and then you could edit it. Nice. So what that would look like is, say, let's just pick one at the end. I think I have a dummy one, right? So I added myself here. So when you get that link and you're authenticated, you can come to your profile. It will show you your headshot, your body shots, and your contact information. And if something changed like your email address you click edit and then oh okay my email address has changed and you may don't sing anymore and let's yeah all my phone number is different uh, and you save and then if you go back to the database you could see my phone number has changed um, my skill is now only acting and my email address has changed nice so that was the, the basic request that she wanted for people to update their contact information. But then I thought people, their features change, they, they age. So you would have to update the headshots and the body shots. So I wanted to be able to, for the user to upload new headshots because obviously they would have aged or their features would have changed or their hair color, etc. So that's when I ran into a problem because the Airtable API, um, the way that it works is that you need a live URL. Mm -hmm. You can't just upload directly from your computer via the API. You can do that via the, the, the actual application. Mm -hmm. But via the API, I have to upload it. It has to get a live URL. It doesn't take the actual image it only records the, the URL and then they take that URL and, and store it on their servers in the cloud. Right. So to do that now, I said, okay, well, how am I going to get a live URL, especially testing on my local machine? I was like, that's going to be tricky. But luckily it had, I went to the forums to see if anybody had problems with using the API and uploading images. Turns out it had a lot of threads of people with the problem, but not a lot of solutions, except for this one, this one thread that said, oh, you could use something like FileStack. So I was like, okay, good. Went by FileStack. I was like, yes, this is perfect. Signed up for their free, their, their trial account, and it worked for one image. Their documentation was uh, okay. <laughs> I was able to upload uh, one image, but then my use case is that I have to upload multiple images for not only one field. If it was one field, it would have been fine, but I have two fields that requires multiple images, headshots and body shots. Right. So that their API, the, 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 not Airtable's API, but the, the file stack API. Now this is getting into a bit of technical thing here. 
we'll roll. But, um, the, Obviously, yeah. this is a question that people need answered. So <laughs> there's this there's this thing in JavaScript called promises, and in, in 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 the in the newest version of the language, there's this thing called promises, which which basically says when you have to do something uh, that's going to take quite a long time, which is usually uploading of images. Mm-hmm. We're going to do that in the background and then you could do other things in your app. And then when we're finished, we'll notify you and you will get it. And then you can manipulate it. Right. So the problem was that file stack wasn't really making me easily get images from two different sets of fields. Mm-hmm. and multiple images and sending me back one at a time. Oh, this is a headshot. And this is the URL for that one image. This is a headshot. And this is the URL for that one image. They were giving me all the URLs and I couldn't tell, oh, which one was the headshot, which one was the body shot. Got it. And, and I'm sure there was a way to do it. But like I said earlier, if something is too difficult to use, I abandoned it. So I went back to the forum and Dan from one of your previous episodes recommended Cloudinary and I had a good experience with their API. So I tried it out, was able to successfully upload to one field again, multiple images, but I was still having the issue with the JavaScript promises to get back uh, because you need to... You need to get the URL from Cloudinary, mm-hmm. and then you need to put that in a format that the, that Airtable API will recognize so that they could add it to their application. Right. So I needed to get a cloud, a cloud URL, gather all of those, tag them with one, is, uh, one group as headshots, one group as body shots, and then I needed to put all those, like if you had one, even if you had one photo, it still needs to go as an array of URLs to the right. Airtable API. It can't go as a string. It has to be an array of URLs. So that was really the, the challenge. Um, but eventually, I just kept watching, reading article over article. Well, I had to put the app down <laughs> because it was getting frustrating. And I was like, you know what? You have to do a deep dive into promises you have to figure this out because I was trying, I was just trying other people's code and trying to manipulate it to what I want. It's like, no, I think you really need to understand what is JavaScript promises. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I just did a deep dive into promises and finally got it working. You wouldn't believe how elated I was. <laughs> I don't think people realize, I don't think non-coders realize uh, how happy you get. Oh, yes. When when it works when it works for the first time and when it works for the first time i was like i have to tell everybody this <laughs> but i i don't have a lot of coded friends nobody in the agency understands anything i'm talking about is like i have to tell i have to tell somebody this so i was like you know what oh people in the forum are having problems with this I'm going to tell Dan, one, it worked, and two, I'm going to write up a blog article about how I did it, put up the code, and anybody else could learn from it and expand on it and whatever they want and be happy just like me. I just, I just wrote, I wrote two blog articles. 
um, one with getting started with uh, the Airtable API because I saw someone writing in the uh, in the thread that they didn't even know how to begin. Right. Which which I had that experience too because when I first read it, I was like, oh, I don't really know Node, but I know a little bit of JavaScript, and I got it to work in JavaScript. But I was like, but how do I actually build an app? Which is really what the person wants to do. They want to do something useful. They don't want to go through all these different things. So I said, you know what? I'll just I'll make a, a, a Airtable Express starter app, and then they could probably learn on their own, yeah. and expand about it. But it's going to have the building blocks so they could start. So I did that, and then I, I did the one with the, the headshots, and a lot of people clicked it. I think maybe 47, 48 people clicked it. I saw one person fork the repo, so I was like, okay, this is this is kind of cool. And then you guys, I wasn't wasn't even expecting it, but then you guys called me for the podcast, and I was like, oh, that's amazing because that's my first real <laughs> blog article. I, I think it goes to show, right? It's just really important. Like, uh, you know, I'm not very good about this. We're like all do when I'm trying to solve something in Airtable, all like freeload off of the forums, right? Find some solution. It may be someone's suggested solution or something I come up with. And then I just, you know, it, it really shows that like, if you put, if you take the time to share that information, like, you know, people really do appreciate it, you know? Um, and I think I definitely need to get like better about kind of giving back to that, you know, like, uh, you know, leaving gifts, right? Since I use so much of that, you know, like, you know, like community knowledge, right? Um, I definitely understand that because I use, that's basically how I learned from yeah. since I was 10 till now. And I, I always want to contribute too, but then... I always think to myself, oh, I don't know enough. I'm not an expert in this. I'm not good enough for this. And all these kinds of excuses, you could call it imposter syndrome or whatever the new thing is. But then I was like, oh, I actually solved this. And there's, yeah. there doesn't seem to be any other solution. So, yeah, I felt very confident putting it up. And to, to me, I mean, the response to me is, because I'm just you know, a little developer from a Caribbean island in Trinidad and Tobago. I wasn't really expecting anybody to really take it on. So it was, it was, it was very nice to see. Right, yeah. And then there's definitely going to be, you know, someone like in your exact position, you know, like a few months later who's going to like find your response. And then, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to think about how like, you're like, yeah, I solved this like really weird specific problem. But also it's something that like other people will definitely run into as well. So, um, and I actually plan to do a follow-up post on it because that was just, I guess, in my excitement, <laughs> you know, I forget, oh, there's, there's other aspects to it because then when I got to the edit, so that was just the creating the profile part, which is right. you would use the, the create, the create record part. But then when I got into the edit part, now it, that's even trickier because now right. you have to edit individual photos plus you can upload new photos plus you could delete previous photos so right i was so i think people who want to make these sorts of uh, interfaces where because everybody is so accustomed to these apps like google and 
Airtable that make things so easy. Mm -hmm. If you say you're building an app, you have to make it just as easy. Yeah. So I think I think people are definitely going to run into an issue if they're using the up, upload field mm -hmm. that they're going to need to know, especially if you have multiple you have multiple upload file fields. So I think I'm going to do a follow-up post to show people, okay, how do you edit and update multiple upload file fields that are, that are in a single base? Right. Because it, 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 it is tricky. Right. And it seems like it would be deceptively simple, but then, you know, you're like, oh, wow, actually this is not like, um, yeah, because it's like your goal eventually is, is to make this, right, just as easy as the physical error table. Of right. The interface. Exactly. A feat. And, and because it's Airtable's fault a little bit because their API was deceptively simple. I was like, oh, there's a create um, function and there's an update function and there's a delete function. So yeah, I'll just, I'll just do it and it will be simple. And then when you get to the nitty gritty, it's like, oh no, <laughs> it's, it's way more complicated than you thought. Right. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, just like that. And like you said, you know, uh, it's like this problem that seems simple, like, Hey team. So now everyone can like upload and delete their photos. Everyone's like, all right. And you're like, you don't understand. Um, yeah. Well, then there's an even, well, yeah, you got excited about that part and then it gets even more complicated, which is the feature that I'm working on now. The next complicated thing about this is now that users have to have a way to only update their profile, which is a new feature I'm working on. And because Airtable doesn't really provide that because that's not what its, prim its primary use case is for, just mm -hmm. being creative and using Airtable as a database, that I had to kind of do my roll your own magic links. I don't know if you're familiar with apps like Slack when you, you don't want to type in your password or you forgot your password, you say, send me a magic link. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I've never done this before. This is my first time doing it. And I did it. In fact, I did it Tuesday and it worked. First magic and, link last Tuesday. That's awesome. And I think I might, I might write a, a post on that too. Yeah. <laughs> this, 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 this project is just giving a wealth of blog post ideas right now. So it's not really working um, completely now. It, it, there's a partial thing. So for instance, let me just pick a random person that I didn't choose already. Let's just use this person. My screen is still shared, right? Yeah, you're good. Okay, so let's just use there. Right. So then they should get an email saying, well, I... This is your magic link. And when they click this, this is the part that is not yet finished. Mm -hmm. They have to click this link. And then I have to break down that link into the token because I've created a random token based on the person's, a combination of the person's email, the, the record ID that Airtable provides in the API to kind of get a, just a random string. So right. it's going to be of different lengths because it, it depends on what the person's email address is and what their record ID is. Mm -hmm. And that's going to come as a, a token, and then I'm going to use that to validate them. And when I get that working, then they will be redirected to their profile, which then they'll be able to edit 
cool. Yeah, and no passwords needed, right? No passwords needed. No well, I couldn't, I couldn't go the password route because if I did the password route, I would have to implement, I'd have to move away from Airtable, which I was trying not to do. I wanted to do everything with, to keep it simple, just use Airtable for the, for the, for the data. If I went the password route, I would have to use something like Firebase or MongoDB or something mm-hmm. that I'd have to actually make a user right, like database a- table, which I didn't want to go and do because then I'll have to maintain two databases because you'll have to import the users from the Airtable base into our MongoDB database as users. Um, I tried using uh, Facebook's account kit, but... Mm-hmm no dice. <laughs> it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't really working out. And then I, um, I came across something called Auth O, Auth Zero or something like that, but they were requiring me to, to import the Airtable users into their database. And that's how they, because they had a, pad, uh, a passwordless um, option that was basically one click, but then I would have to import the users. So then I came out, I was like, well, it looks like you're going to have to do another first. You're going to have to, you have to code your own passwordless login system. And I thought, oh, this is, this is going to have so much errors and it's going to take too long, but it, it worked. I'm actually my first try. It worked. Wow. That's an awesome feeling. Very, <laughs> very, very, very awesome. And, and the thing is I was doing it while at work because I had some free time at work. And I wasn't really, uh, I didn't have my, uh, my local server running. So I was just saying, okay, step one, you're going to, I, I wrote down the steps on a piece of paper. Step one, you're going to need to generate this. And I was just writing that in the code and just writing code that I thought would achieve that logically. And I said, oh, I haven't even tested this. I wrote a whole, I wrote maybe five functions without even testing if this would work. And I was like, oh. Now is a good time. See if this would actually work. Made the login form with the magic link. And like, boom. It just, I was like, wow. I wrote, I wrote code with no bugs. When does that ever happen? That is amazing. Yeah, and such a nice, elegant solution, right? Where you're like, well, I just want to stay on Airtable. What can I do? Again, like getting just creative kind of with, with the constraints that you have, you know? So I hope more and more people, I mean, I haven't checked the forums in a while, but I hope more and more people um, realize that Airtable is is pretty versatile. Even if, for example, if you're a little startup or a small business and you don't have the money for one of those SaaS applications that have monthly fees or limit you to only two users on a free account, you could use a free Airtable um, account, put your data in there, organize it. And I don't know if, if, if you, you do it yourself or you have a friend who knows some JavaScript, they could put something together for you. So you, so you could prototype things before you actually go to market. So yeah. spending all this capital in hiring a developer to make a Ruby app or a React app, you could kind of cobble something together that will look good, it will function good, and you could test your market that way before spending a ton of money. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Just so quick to set up and easy to change, right? If you need to experiment with, you know, adding a review. If you need to scale, it could always export it or have somebody write an API to just put it over into something um, that could scale for when your business grows. So I think this is really an amazing tool for, for, for small businesses Absolutely. And, and, and even agencies too. Yeah. Well, keep us posted. Um, I guess we'll, we'll check out your blog posts for um, detailing your, your next kind of adventures in Airtable and Node.js. Um, so tell everyone, yeah. where can they find you online if they do want to check out your blog? or? Um, so yeah. my website is my name, shanarajames.com. Um, I hope to get those two blog posts out uh, by Sunday. And um, because I'm more visual learner and some people are more visual learners than uh, reading text, I plan to do some YouTube videos. So that link will probably go up on the website, hopefully soon. Cool. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I don't, I don't tweet a lot. I mostly use it to follow developers that I admire, but I'm on uh, Twitter at Chanara J. Awesome. We'll include a link to your website in the show notes so people can check out your blog and stuff. Um, thank you so much for kind of giving us this, this uh, you know, tour of your adventure, right, into um, Airtable and Node.js. I really enjoyed it. Um, and it's kind of a fun, like, uh, you know, practical yet still, like, kind of whimsical use case. So it was really um, kind of exciting to go through it with you. Uh, you know, um, just, just one thing I want to highlight before we closed off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, re- I wanted to mention it is that um, uh, another use case that I did for Airtable was I made PaleChimp. If you're familiar with MailChimp. Yes. I made, right. So I made something called PaleChimp where you could subscribe. I made a subscription form that goes into, uh, uh, let me see if I can show you the base. I won't run the app. I'll just show you the base. All right because I was planning to do a tutorial on it. So the subscribers come here, you have the sign up date, and then using the API I can, on Node, I could send emails, blast emails out. So you don't need a mail, you don't need a MailChimp subscription. If you, if you have, I, I can't remember what's the limit for Airtable's free account. I mean, if you don't need the analytics and the, you know, if you just have like a, a birthday party and you have a bunch of friends on your list and you don't want to sign up for MailChimp and create a template, you can just put all of them, all your friends in uh, Airtable Air and email blast them using code. So Nice. Cool. So things, have, you, right. have you used, are you still developing that or are you kind of like still, have you used it for um, some emails? I haven't done it in production. I've only sent it to uh, my family. <laughs> I haven't done it in production. Still a family but, email blast, right? I mean, certainly some families would use that, I think. But if, if a client does come, because clients do usually come with one-off requests that they have a wine tasting event or this and that, and they don't really need me to set up a whole meal trim plan because they're only going to use it once and then right. throw it away, then I would definitely use this instead. Right. Sort of just like a little like one-off extra for the other stuff that you're doing. Yeah. Cool. 
Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this combo. Um, and uh, we'll tell everyone to check out your upcoming blogs about your adventures in Airtable. Thank you, Tanara. Thank you so much for having me.